1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Friday morning. Time to get our music update with our music guy, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys today? Good. Looking Good. forward to a, the long weekend. I you have, say, got, the, got the grills uh, out and ready? I cooked on the grill last evening, as a matter of fact. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's been grill weather since February, so, you know. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. You can, uh, if you have the heart... And the fortitude you can grill any time of the year. We're all, we're all northern man, good northern sure. yeah. here, right? Yeah. You do not look twice at somebody out cooking on their grill in January, February, uh, March up up in the this part of the world. Happens all not the time. All. Yeah. Not at all. Right. Um, like Brian said, we all or who said it? Who had said we had the fortitude to do it? Fortitude. I said yeah, fortitude. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. We're born. We're born with it. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just hungry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I saw that, uh, Alan White from yes had passed away yesterday, I thought how many, I thought who all was in yes. And I, I went to a website. There were so many different makeups, different members to yes. It was almost mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, they have, they have been a band that has changed their lineup over the years. Although Alan White was the second longest tenured uh, member member of the current band. Uh, he'd been in the band continuously since 1972. Uh, only Steve Howe, the guitarist, had been in there longer. And uh, you know, I mean, this is this is a real loss because you know Alan White is, of course, associated you know so much with Yes, but this is a guy who was part of John Lennon's original Plastic Ono band, the one that flew over to play a show in Toronto on like 24 hours notice, and he played on the Imagine album, and he played on All Things Must Pass uh, for George Harrison. Uh, he did a, did a lot of other work uh, with Ginger Baker's Air Force, Joe Cocker. Uh, you know, just, just a lot of work and really is more than just the guy who played drums in Yes. How many uh, How many were on stage if you're... If it's a Yes concert and Yes is on stage, how many members are there? Typically? There? Usually five. Yeah. Five? Um, they did one tour with eight Oof. You know they had they had two of each except for the singer, which was which was an interesting tour. Yeah, it was a good tour. I mean, I think if you're a fan, you it was fun to see like you know Rick Wakeman and Tony Kay and Bill Bruford and Alan White hmm. um, be part of the band once. I don't know that you want that going on forever. I saw them once at 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 your beloved Pine Knob. There you go. Uh, when the uh, owner of a Lonely Heart thing uh, was okay. out. Not a great show. Well, I remember that that was not a great show. Uh, really? I thought it was okay. It was I, okay, but I don't know why. I mean, I'm I'm an old school Yes guy. Okay. So not, and I think Owner of a Lonely Heart's a tremendous song, but I just I just felt like that configuration of Yes was not as good as. But that album, what was it? What were the numbers? Nine zero two one five. Is right? that what it was? Nine zero two one zero. That was their uh, biggest commercial success, right? Oh, it was huge. It was huge, yeah. No, no, that was their owner of a lonely heart was their only number one hit. Eighty four. Ah, that that was eighty three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Trevor yeah, they, Rabin you know, was in the band then. That's Trevor when he Ray, joined Trevor up, right? Trevor Rabin and Tony Kay had come back. Um, 
you know, it, it was it was interesting. It was a good album, this and that. But you know, when I'm when I'm choosing to listen to yes, I'm, I put on close to the edge. Or fra- or the fragile album. Yeah, you and my yeah. you and my sister, you're all artsy like that. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what other uh, projects was uh, Andy Fletcher in? Uh, and, well, no, Andy Fletcher was only Depeche Mode. He That's it. Other, you know, I mean, we really yesterday was one of those incredible days where I mean, it, it was what, what within ninety minutes, Alan White, Andy F- Fletcher, Ray Liotta yeah. all went down. Uh, Andy Fletcher is the guy in Depeche Mode who. You know, probably holds a record for being asked most often. So, what is it that you do? Because <laughs> everybody else in the band had this clearly defined role. You had the lead, Dave Gahan, the lead singer. You had Martin Gore, who was the songwriter and instrumentalist. And then there's Andy Fletcher, who described himself as I'm the tall guy who stands in the back and plays keyboards with the sunglasses on, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I mean, everybody can't be in the no. front of the stage, right? So, exactly. he, that makes him a good bandmate. Right. It makes him a good bandmate. And, and also, uh, you know, those who know Depeche Mode, you know, they didn't really talk about it a lot, but he was very, very involved in all those behind-the-scenes aspects of the band. So, you know, he was definitely a, an important member of the group. And, you know, whereas Alan White, 72, and he had just a few days before, not unlike Charlie Watts, had had, the, had announced that he would not be taking, he would not be going on the road with yes this summer. Andy Fletcher was 60. This came out of nowhere. I mean, nobody knew if he was, we still don't know what happened, but nobody knew if he was sick or, or anything. So that was a, that was a real shock yesterday. Was Alan White a great drummer or was yeah. he just, okay. He was a great yeah, no, drummer. He was, a, he was in that upper echelon. Okay. You know, he had the misfortune of uh, following Bill Bruford, who is, you know, top shelf, but uh, Alan White was still a tremendous drummer. What's it mean that Pepsi's uh, not going to sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show anymore? Yeah, Somebody else that, will step in, yeah, right? Yeah, like... that Amazon and Verizon will, okay. step, uh, will fork over the $40, $50 million or whatever it costs. But Pepsi did announce this week that after 10 years, uh, 10 consecutive years of sponsoring the halftime show, they are going to go into some other sponsorship role with the NFL. They're still going to be spending money. They're still going to be advertising. They're just not going to sponsor the halftime show. And they had they had a good run. I mean, before they began this particular run in 2013, they had sponsored the Prince halftime show in 2007. And then under Pepsi's watch, you had, uh, you know, what, you had Beyonce and you had Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, Coldplay, Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, Maroon 5, and then the association with Jay-Z and, uh, and the last couple of, uh, you know, the J-Lo J- and um, Shakira and then the the Dr. Dre hip-hop uh, showcase. Is year. the answer obvious here why they are not sponsoring I mean, anymore? $50 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's probably the, the most obvious answer. You know, they're, whatever they do is gonna is either going to cost a little less or be more impactful <laughs> throughout the entire thing. $50 million every year. To remind people to drink our soda again? Yeah. Don't you remember from last year's $50 million? <laughs> You it would think we're right. It tells you a lot about what these guys make. You yes, know, we talk about, we yes. talk about what the oil companies, look at the, look at the uh, soda companies. Yep. What, uh, what are the chances that Coke jumps in there and says, you know, we'll sponsor this, the Coca-Cola well, halftime yeah. show? Yeah, it depends on what Pepsi's deal is with the NFL moving forward usually when these sponsors come in it's it's exclusive it's brand it's um it's market exclusive in other words if Pepsi's going to spend you know eight figures and maybe nine figures with the 
well, eight figures with the not with the what? What's a billion? Who's a billion? What figure? A billion would be ten figures. Yeah, in the ten figures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as I've said before, there's a reason I write in it. Well, Dr. Pepper's not going <laughs> to jump in. They do all the college sponsorship they do the college stuff, course. so they're, yeah, they're not so, interested. No, I mean, like I say, the, the names they're being bandied about right now are Amazon and Verizon. Um, you know, I don't know if Doritos would spend that kind of money. You see a lot of their advertising. I thought of like BMW or Mercedes. Yeah, maybe a car. That's a um, lot on the car that, company budgets. Um, they, the, they they spend a lot of money, but not necessarily that kind of money for one event. How about Flow? What if Flow sponsors it or Mayhem? Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe. an insurance company. Maybe yeah. and watch your rates go up. Uh, maybe uh, Steven Tyler's back in rehab. Yeah, yeah. This is a sad, sad news to get this week. So Aerosmith announced that it was calling off its June and July Deuces or Wild Las Vegas shows. Um, you know, because Steven Tyler, he apparently had foot surgery recently, had to take pain meds, and he backslid. And so he's back in rehab voluntarily, and, you know, they say he's going to get himself up and going and healthy, and they'll be back in Vegas in September. Um, we heard that it was from wearing shoes that were too small over and, the years. And, and jumping around in them. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's been more of what's been said. He's had foot problems for a while now, or at least he's acknowledged them for quite a while. And it's mostly been the, you know, the the performing that's done it to him. You know, he, they, a lot of jumping around, a lot of running around, you know, walking. He's just beaten up his feet, just like, you know, Paul Stanley and Eddie Van Halen beat up their hips and knees. <laughs> Tom Petty yeah. beat up his hips, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Something about so, that guitar, I guess. Uh, guitar jumping around, you know, Eddie Van Halen and, you know, Paul Stanley's running around on the eight inch heels. Eddie Van Halen was, was jumping off of, uh, you know, five foot risers. You know, it's. Can rock just... stars say these shoes are killing me? Or is that not rock star? Is that not a rock star? Like Paul Stanley and Steven Tyler both said, oh, my feet are killing me from you these can, shoes. You can say these shoes are killing me if you're going to take them off in front of the audience and throw them into the crowd. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, other medical news, Ozzy's waiting for a neck surgery? Yeah, you know, Ozzy's had a bad go of it the last few years. And then in an interview in Britain, he came, he came out and said he's waiting on his next neck, neck surgery. You know, this is still lasting damage from that quad accident, quad bike accident he had back in 2003. He's had a lot of operations related to that accident. And so he says he's... He says he's waiting for the surgery. He really can't walk properly. He does he does physical therapy every morning, but the progress is really slow and it sounds like minuscule. So he's he's sitting there waiting to get his next uh, his next surgery. Meanwhile, we're still expecting a new album from him this year, but largely is not expected to do any live performing and certainly not any touring. Uh, a couple of Speaking of tours, the ABBA Avatar tour kicks off this weekend. Yeah, actually, did last night in, ah. uh, in in London. The Avatars came out and played. Uh, social media has been very positive about the whole thing. You know, I've read some things where fans saying, you know, I went in really, really skeptical and really cynical about it, and it was great. You know, it's a ninety-minute show where you have these ABBA avatars. Um, on screens and projected on stage, play, you know, performing with a live band. And uh, it's all the hits. Uh, the ABBA was together in public for the first time in 36 years, yes, last night, in England, you know, doing the red carpet. 
and and watching it. And uh, you know, the only thing they did say of consequence on the red carpet though was uh, this is probably it. This album they put out last fall is the last album. You know, they really don't don't expect anything beyond Voyage. You know, make any more music. Mm. They they kind of came back to put a cap on it, and and now that's that. Until the next time. You know, something weird is going on with uh, Depeche Mode, Yes, and Ray Liotta in the news. Okay. And uh, Top Gun Maverick coming out. And Madonna and Springsteen oh. both have stories out today. It's like it's somewhere between 1983 <laughs> and 1990. I feel I like wait. I woke up uh, in, in, in some kind of... But Springsteen's making wrong the news. time. Springsteen's making the news for what he is supposed to make the news. Oh wait, Madonna made the news for what she always makes supposed the news. To be, yeah, Madonna of course, right. is being was banned from Instagram Live, not Instagram itself. Madonna's it, like sixty three now, right? Right. And she's posting nude nude photos. And like videos. like thirty year old nude photos or like <laughs> no, the no, ones like, she took like, yesterday. No, Madonna, right? Madonna now. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Um, you know, good for her. Uh, <laughs> You Boy, know, that takes guts. If I were a 61-year-old woman and looked like that, you know, if I were a 61-year-old man and looked like that, okay. which I am, All right. I'd feel good. But just don't um, post it on Instagram. Go to Tinder. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that I'd want to show it off on Instagram or Instagram Live. Um, but so she is uh, so she is suspended uh, for a while, and she went on, you know, she went on a rant about it, just saying that, well, the thing I wanted to do this time, I was completely clothed. I've never worn more clothes in my life. But Did you see them? I, the, what, the pictures? Yes. They've flashed across the screen. Okay. I mean, it's news. And? Like I say, I mean, she she has taken good care of herself, so good for her. <laughs> uh, you're, very, you're very noncommittal on that. You're just, you're like a... Uh... Okay. That's well, no. Very was nice. there a, was there a you know was there a puddle of slobber below my desk? <laughs> if that's what you're asking, I guess no, that's what I wanted no, to know. But, no, but a respectful nod that okay, you you're were doing you the stunned? work. Were you stunned uh, when you saw him? Like, whoa, what's she doing here? A little bit. I mean, okay. you, know, you do what? But then then it hits you. Oh, it's Madonna. Sure. All right. Springsteen's got uh, going out. Uh, it's world tour, right? World tour announced for 2023. It's going to kick off. Um, in February in the U.S. with uh, some arena dates he hasn't announced. Then he moves to Europe for the spring and summer to play stadiums starting April 28th in Barcelona, then comes back to North America to play stadiums in August and into the fall. Uh, he was on his, uh, his radio show uh, the other day saying it's going to be an old-school old school tour. We're going to be out there for quite a while, give everyone the chance to see us. They're going to start rehearsing in January. They're going to hope for the best with whatever happens with COVID or any other uh, diseases out there. But they have been – it's really been uh, Springsteen and ACDC that have been staying on the bench while everybody else has been kind of, you know, Fleetwood Mac to a degree, too, for as much as they exist. But those are the, those are the bands everyone's been waiting for. And uh, in Springsteen's case, there's been a lot of talk about it. He's put out a couple albums uh, during that interim. It seems like the time's been ripe, and and now it is. So, you know, and I and I suspect this may be the last run for the e Street Band. I know you should never say never, but in talking to a couple of the guys about other things uh, during the past year, like uh, Steve Van Zandt and Nils Lofgren, the, certainly the vibe I got from them is they they're viewing whatever the E Street Band does next as as kind of the last hurrah. 
Is there anything else we got to cover? Anything we got to? What's the music? Uh, what's the soundtrack on uh, this uh, on Top Gun Maverick like? Do you know, you got uh, you, what do you call? It? You've got um, Kenny Loggins. You got Danger Zone again. Yeah. And then you is got it Lee. redone anyway? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you've got uh, you've got Lady Gaga on there, and uh, it's not. You know, and and it, it's a different world now, but it's not. It doesn't feel like the same kind of all-encompassing immersive soundtrack that we had for the original film. I was just going to ask you, what, how good was the soundtrack on the original film? Oh, Did no, that, that was su- one of the that was one of the great soundtracks okay. of all time. The movie, by the way, is tremendous. You saw it? Yeah, so I went to a screen a press screener, and uh, it's 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 uh, you know it's it's everything you want it to be by the big by the big puck bucket of popcorn yeah you know buy the big soft drink lots of butter and yeah you're gonna have a good time i'm definitely going to see it uh one more thing before we go the justin timberlake thing yeah yeah he seems awfully young to be selling his library already he does seem young Uh, he sold it to the hypnosis song management (laughs) they're one of the main players in this but you know, he sees it as the right thing to do now. I, I think you're gonna you're going to see some of the younger artists doing this because it's it's striking while the iron's hot. These publishing companies yeah. are out there paying this kind of money um, for you know I mean million you know millions and millions and multiple millions of dollars right now, and you don't know if you know a guy like Justin Timberlake doesn't know if that money that kind of money is still going to be there when he's Bob Dylan's age. Or Bruce Springsteen's age, so he's had well, his bets. Yeah, he, if I, I were forty years old or thirty-five or whatever, and had access to a hundred million dollars, yeah, 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 I, yeah no, they, they that some degree of business sense. You know, the other shoe that has to fall is it's still we're still very young in this movement, and we're not sure yet how these publishing companies are going to handle these song catalogs, what they're going to do with them. You know, you're seeing them show up in movies and. You know other other sync projects, but you know we're I guess we're waiting for the really objectionable huh. ones. You know, like like Beatles songs selling orange juice and things like that. All right. Well, here's your walkout music today because I couldn't decide it to be huh. Springsteen or Matan or any of the others. Oh, like so, so you picked Springsteen. Bowling for Sue. <laughs> yes, I like, and I'm a fan. So. It's a good number. It's oh, a really good, really good. All right, Gary. All right, have very, a great holiday. Very 80s in here today. There you go. I'm Enjoy go. your weekend. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go put some spandex on now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You guys take care. Talk to you later, Gary. Gary.